Welcome to a new episode of NY Jets Fans Podcast with hosts Davin, Sharman, and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast and Instagram at NY Jets Fans Podcast as we get into a new episode. Um, first, we want to start off with uh, yesterday, uh, Don, uh, Hall of Fame coach Don Shula uh, passed away at the age of 90, um, Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl champion. Um, four-time coach of the year, including the perfect season for the for the Dolphins uh, and yep. the most ones as a coach. So, uh, yep. if uh, if you want to say a few words, uh, Chris and Sharman, go right ahead. Uh, you know what? He's <clears throat> obviously the the most wins ever. Uh, Belichick will have to go a few more years to catch up to him, but uh, what he did was pretty amazing. And think about it also too, with all the wins. I mean, he also coached a lot of years. Uh, hmm. coaching 14 games, not 16 games, like uh, hmm. Belichick has his uh, entire career. So, um, anyway, he was, he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore of, of head coaches, no doubt, you know. Um, it's sad, and everybody was talking – they all talk great things about the man being a, a father figure and, you know, not just a great coach but also a father figure. And, um, you know, in the beginning when – he had all his success in the seventies. He was a run based offense, you know, it was a lot of running. And um, then in the eighties, they picked up Marino and he changed, you know, he changed. He went to a more uh, passing offense. So I thought that was pretty interesting. The two kind of careers he had with Miami, not two careers, but if you could divide his, his career with Miami, the beginning was the more rushing attack and the second half with Marino became a more passing attack. Um, you know, where some coaches may not have done that. You know, coaches might have been like, nope, this is what we do. We're going to run the ball or we're going to pass the ball, whatever. So um, well, they're not as great as Shula for a reason, right. right? There you go. So all of his wins, what was it? Uh, what did we say? Three, what was it? 328. It was about three. It was about 328 wins he had in his career. Yeah, 328. 257 with Miami, 71 with Baltimore. Of course, the perfect season. We'll never forget that. I mean, yep. And the winning and the winning percentage uh, is about close to sixty eight percent. So that's a hell of a mm. hell of a record and a, and a hell of a win percentage as a yeah six seventy seven. Yes, in thirty three years, that's pretty amazing. That's yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. And How and, many and <laughs> you know you know we since since this uh, um, we're acknowledging greatness, like like you just pointed out, Chris. Uh, there's a there's a reason why, man. You could see you could see greatness from afar. I mean, you don't have to really um, explain, you know, to the to you know the, when the stories come out about how great of a man he was. You don't become that unless you impacted a lot of like you had a major impact on a lot of people's lives, and that's why you see so many people with all these positive, you know, positive vibes, you know, to the family and him. Um, you know that that's 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 how it is. Again, you know the numbers speak for themselves, man. It's I mean it's mind blowing. It's kind of mind boggling to think of a coach being able to coach in the NFL and you know how tight you know the the you know the the success rate is it in the NFL. It's hard, man. It's hard to win games and for you to coach that long and win these games that much. And and Chris, that's the perfect example of of how how great he was. He's never afraid of change, you know. A lot of a lot of coaches are bullheaded and they just like staying. And this guy is will was willing to 
you know, be kind of a, a chameleon, like, you know, change with the times. And, you know, that, that's why he is where he is. And God bless him and God bless his family. Agree. Agree to it. Uh, uh, I know the Dolphins organization going to have something great for him this season coming up. So uh, I can't wait to see that. And other than that, you know, we're not big on Dolphins fans. So let's move on to the Jets. Uh, Frank Gore has signed the one-year deal with the Jets. Um, Adam Gaze is huge on Gore. Uh, Charmin, what, what, what does, what does – Gore signing with the Jets mean, and where do you see him? Where do you see him playing with this uh, organization? I think, I think, uh, I think this kind of uh, just continues this kind of trend that it seems that this new front office is uh, kind of portraying or, or what they want to be. Uh, they just have these great character players and great leaders. Uh, they're trying to stuff all these guys into into on the run roof and basically trying to create a formula for not just success for one year, but multiple years of success. You draft and uh, um, you know sign all these free agent players that are that are that are not only you know high character players but uh, perform on a high level. You know, and Frank Gore is that. You know, Frank Gore has never been you know, oh, the best running back in the league, but you speak to anybody in the league, they, he's very well respected. Um, the way he runs, the way he plays on the field, the way he carries himself as a pro. And I think that's, that's just Joe Douglas preaching, not only in words, but in his actions and the players he signed about what he expects out of his players. It's simple as that. I, I, I think I don't. I I know that Frank Gore is is not. You know, he's been in the league for so long. You're not looking for uh, major production from a player that's been in the league for as, that long. But what he can do in a locker room, you know, is probably what they they view more likely. You know, as the you know the reason why they signed him. Yeah, that was that was one of the things that I think we got out of the draft too. A lot of the guys that he drafted. Uh, were high character guys, guys that were captains on their teams. You know, I think we had what three or four former captains that we drafted this, yes. this draft. So, what you're saying, I think it's more about the character of the man than, you know, like you're not going to ask this guy to be giving you 15, 20 carries a game. You know, if if you know if everything goes right, I'm sure maybe five carries. He might be the short yardage guy as well. Yep. You know, those tough yards, uh, maybe late in the game you know, to get that tough first down, to extend extend the drive, you know, stuff like that. Um, I, I don't think it's that bad of an idea to bring him in, you know, nope. just for the character alone, almost having a – he's definitely going to be like a a mentor towards um, – towards what's his name, Preen, the, uh, the guy that we just drafted. And yeah. maybe Bell too. I, I mean, we've talked about Bell probably going to be moving on after this year anyway somehow, but um, – I think it was a good move. The bad thing is we're probably done with uh, Powell. I think this kind of signifies Powell's done. Um, I hate to see that because yep. I loved Powell as a player. He's another, to me, great character guy. Maybe we don't know, but it seemed yes. like he was a great character guy too. So yeah. I hated to see him go, but you know, you never know. So uh, We've seen crazy right. things happen in football, so we, we may see him again, but it doesn't look like it. All right. I agree. Yeah, I agree with both of y'all. Um, no worries towards that. Uh, Marcus May, um, it's been a lot of rumors. Adam Gaze wanted to move him before last season even started. 
and now that the rumors are fake, but but Marcus May is on the, uh, his last year of his contract. What, uh, Chris? What do you see? What do you see happening in this scenario with Marcus May? Personally, I don't see him coming back next year. I, I don't think he's going. I don't think he's going to get traded now because unless someone blows you away, which I don't see it, I don't think it's right. worth it to trade him now. You may as well keep him at least until the um, to the trade deadline, and then maybe then. You could get something better, but <clears throat> I can't see putting a lot of money into him and Adams as well. You know, if you're going to sign them both next year or this year, I, I, I can't see spending close to $30 million on two safeties. You know, we just don't see that in the NFL. I, I'm not putting the guy down. I think he's a good player and I wish we could keep him, but do you really want to invest that kind of money on two players in a, in a position where we've talked about it is not exactly uh, going to make the biggest impact on the field on the defensive side, you know, mm. um, I, I don't know, especially when we don't have any pass rushers really like legit pass rushers where those are the guys you're going to see big money coming to. I know we got a lot of cap space next off season. I get it. Um, maybe they can fit him in. Maybe May's not going to look for the, um, you know, the big jackpot, uh, contract and maybe we could sign him to a friendly contract that would be great um but you know i I don't blame players for looking for more money so um so in that sense i don't know if we're going to see him next year and i i'm putting it on the doubtful side because of the financial thing you know but playing wise i would love to see him and adams be on this team for the next five to ten seasons easily you know and and be a great safety duo but I, i just don't see it yeah um this is this this is one of those situations where you know the narrative could be shifted in so many different uh directions because of the news there's certain things that are factual about this situation marcus may is on his last year of a contract right that's mm-hmm. fact right also what's fact is that Mac, marcus may has been injured for a more time, more time in his as as a pro than being healthy, right? Right, but that was before That's, also, Charmin. That oh, was before right, he came right. No, as a rookie. I totally totally understand, but I'm just saying that's a fact. Even if it was before or not, it's a fact. You know, it's if you listen, if you as a right, pro. if right, and if you listen to the way people talk, they're stating these as fact, and it's true. You know, it's true that you could use that against him. You could also say that he's been pretty good, but he's not on the level of Adams, though. You could also say that. You could also say that, yeah, the Jets drafted a safety that's very talented this year. That also contributes to the to the news or, 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 or what people are saying. You know, that's kind of changing the narrative, you know, what's going on. You know, the fact is, because of our defensive coach, and the way he uses safeties and and the way how multiple he how multiple he is in his DB room, nobody knows what's gonna happen. Absolutely not. If 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 for some reason, if he has an idea because of the way he plays, he wants to keep three safeties. He will keep three safeties because that's very possible in the way he plays defense. You understand me? The money problem. Again, like I said, okay, let's say that Marcus May comes up and they have to pay him. 
to me, I would not, I don't think he's worth anywhere close to what Adams would get paid. He's a good player. He's not a great player, you know. So, so that's, that's also a fact that kind of tells you that maybe you could part ways with him and still get kind of the same production, you know, from somebody else, you know. Mm. So, so that's why all these news is coming out all over the place. I don't think there's any real fact in anybody saying that the Jets had any conversation with any player or with any teams. I think I will side more um, because management was the one that wrote the whole or oh, they just have been having conversations. When you see, this is the this is why I think a lot of people feel negatively towards Meta, um, which I really don't have feelings for him. Any like, no matter what, I don't really care because he has a job to do, whatever it is. But for me, he's kind of like hanging it in the air that he they had conversations and to and what Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk said was that teams were interested in May. So they call the Jets about May. You're not gonna, and you're gonna answer the phone and somebody, let's say Cleveland called, and Joe Douglas answered the phone and they're like, "Hey man, how you doing? You know, so and so." They had a conversation. Somewhere in the conversation, the GM from from the from Cleveland says, "Hey man, what about your boy May?" You know, and Joe was like, hey, "What about him?" You know, he's like, "What are you What are you willing to take?" And Joe's like, "Man, I, I'm I'm good," you know. It's like, sure, you sure? And Joe's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. And they hang up. That's a conversation. That doesn't mean there was like, oh, yeah, um, I think I'm going to trade him. You know, yeah. I, I'm, you understand me? That's why I'm yeah. side, to me, I'm siding more with, 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 um, with what Florio said than what Meta said. Because to me, Meta has these, you know, kind of finagling the words a little bit to make it seem like they just actually actively called teams and were like, hey, man, do you guys want, and I, I side with Florian more of teams was calling the Jets, asking the Jets about May because they saw that the Jets drafted a kid. And they're like, hey, man, you want to party or not? You know? So so there's, to me, there's no real story here. We all know that the Jets drafted a new kid that's a safety. And there's a possibility because of all the facts I stated in the beginning of what I was saying that he could we could part ways with May. But at this time, I don't think anybody knows exactly what's going to happen. I think, I think it, it's a two-way go. It's simple as that. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of just connecting the dots in this situation, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, you look at the situation with, especially with Adams, and, you know, we know, and we've said it a couple of times already, that the longer his situation goes, the uglier it's going to get, you know? Oh, yeah, that, that goes without yeah. saying so, because I of mean, the way the kid has been acting. Yeah, I mean, not that here's it, but here's another option to this situation. What if they keep May and trade Adams? Because Adams, you're going to get a lot more. With May, you're probably going to get what a fourth round pick if you're lucky, maybe fifth round pick. I guess. I don't think you're yeah. going to get much better than that. You know, unless no, they give you you're not play. getting better than that. No. Yeah. That, you, so, you, you're probably right. Right. So Adams, you'll get more back for him, and you could sign May for less. Now, obviously, you're not getting the same production. Obviously. Nope, not even close. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not comparing the two playing wise, but looking at it from that side, and you're thinking about with with Williams, the way he could play, you know, the three safeties like he does, you know, there's going to be there's going to be, I'm sure, conversations the Jets are going to have now that that's a possibility because if they if Adams's price range is way higher than what they think, you know, and they can't come to a middle ground 
any kind of middle ground with him, then they're going to have to think about trading him. I know Jet fans don't want that, and I don't want that. None of us want that. But you know what? That's probably it, that could be an option. It but, is what it is at this point. Right. You know, right. I love I love the kid. I think he's great, and I really believe that he's one of the better players that the Jets have had in the last 20 years. Yes. I really believe that. Totally agree and and I, I've said it before. Um, I've said it before that um, that Adams is um, Adams play in the boxes. I don't think there's another safety that plays in the box the way he does. Number one, his instincts is like no other. There's not a lot of safeties in the league that has instincts like him. You know, I think I think his coverage um, abilities because of his instincts is like up there. I don't think they match what he plays in the box. Uh, I've I've been I've been say I've been um, someone that I know has said that I was wrong. I'm wrong about that. That I that that he is very good in 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 space and he's very and yes because of his movement skills and his instincts he is good in space. But I all I'm always you know I'm always saying that when it comes to the box he's like a he does not. His angles are never wrong. He's never missing tackles or missing angles. But in when he's in space, it seems like it happens more often. But you can't be a perfect player, you know. And and nitpicking Adams is, you know, I I I I'm gonna be real and say yes. I I kind of nitpick at his coverage skills, you know, because when a player of his caliber is playing, you know, some of the things he would do in in coverage, I'd be like, eh, you know. But it's nitpicking on my part. But Let's be real. This is a, a this is a really good player, and we probably won't be getting a safety like that anytime soon if we do get rid of him. But like Chris has said, money is a problem. You know, you have to figure out how you have to figure out how to keep him, Donald. That's coming up after him, under the on the contract. And if you can't do that, then it'll be a problem. So that's why all these conversations start to come up about other players. Because then you'll be like, "Hey, man, if you get this get rid of this guy, you'll save money, so you could sit, you could spend more on Donald and, and Adams." There you go. No. And just no. remember, just to to show you what kind of money Adams is going to be asking for, at least asking for, Landon Collins, right? He signed his contract last year, six year, eighty four million dollars. It's like forty four and a half guaranteed. How much was it? Six years. 84, 84 million, I'm sorry. Six years, yeah. $84 million with $44.5 million guaranteed. Right, so only half was guaranteed. So the, the, in reality, it seems like it's a lot, a lot of money. But in reality, he, make, he maybe not even going to make half that money. <laughs> Who, Collins? Yeah. Well, Most Collins likely. make it, I mean, unless he gets you caught. Think he's, you think, how many, you said it, how many years it is? Six, six years. Six years. So, so you're telling me that uh, that Colin Landon, Landon Collins is actually going to play six years under that contract? I will bet you my paycheck that Landon Collins don't make that whole. Contract. Oh yeah, I, there's almost I no player in the NFL. They always tell they do. Quarterbacks are probably the only players in the NFL that actually make it to the end of their contract, and even that is rare. These, so these, these do, guys though, don't make. They don't. He he probably won't. He will get the, his forty mil, right? Because it's guaranteed. But yeah, that's that it. he's definitely getting. He ain't getting. That, he ain't getting eighty. <laughs> right. And that is why. And that's another argument I have about the money with the Jets. There is ways to massage your cap. There's things you could do to make it look big. 
a lot of those money, that money that people talk about all the time, like, for example, our, our beloved Cowboys, you know, I'm being facetious, you know, they keep putting numbers out there saying, oh, they, they said they were going to pay Dak 35 mil a year, you know. Okay, 35 mil a year sounds outrageous because everybody's up in arms about Dak. He's not, he's not worth that much money. How long is the contract? No, nobody said how long is the contract, you know. Nobody said how much of it is guaranteed. Nope, they never said that either. So how are you so scared about the $35 million? Maybe it's just two years. <laughs> right. No, you know? I, no, I, I got you. That's why I think with, with uh, Adams, it's probably going to be more front-loaded, you know, so this way the back end, if you have to cut, if you have to cut them, you have to move on, it's going to be easier with no major dead cap hit. And that's basically what Collins does. Collins has. Collins is, after, like, after three years, they could cut him, and it's not going to be that big of a cap hit. You know what I mean? A dead cap exactly hit, so. and you're talking about a player that's been in the league for how long how long has Collins been in the league four years uh yeah since two, 2015 was his first year come on you so, think no I, you think but you, i'm just saying he's like, not gonna do it right that's what i'm saying yeah he's not gonna make it to the end and and that is the argument and i i will tell you one thing when in that nego- negotiation room yes landon collins's name is gonna come up but then the Jets is going to be able to come back and say, hey, listen, man, yeah, the money looks good, but look at what the contract looked like, you know? So they're not going to be like, yo, we'll give you a six year and then only guarantee 40. Adams would probably want, want, guarantee, want 60 guaranteed, you know, because he's a younger player. He's like, man, I could do this. I could play for the next five years at a very high level. You know, this dude is older than me. He, he probably won't even make it to the fourth year. On, on a playing high level football, so mm-hmm. right. So listen, and there's a lot. There's it's it, there's so much. Here's so a, much here's going a on. Here. Situation right with Collins, they didn't um, they didn't exercise the fifth year option, right? So he became a free agent after four yeah. years. Now yeah. Adams has already exercised that fifth year. Now we go back to Earl Thomas. Earl mm. Thomas was signed, and he wanted more money, right? Yeah. From uh, from Seattle. Yes. And look what happened. Yeah. Seattle well, didn't want to pay him, so he ended up going to Baltimore. Well, Seattle, to me, that was mismanaged on Seattle's part. And I understand not – I wait, let me take that back. <laughs> I think what played the different role in Seattle and, and, and uh, what you say, what his name was, um, I, think, I think what the problem was is injuries. I think once a player gets injured, teams kind of – they're scared of giving you a bunch of money. Because, right. because look what happened to him. He got injured. Right? right, he had like a year where he was fine, and then the next year he got injured again. Right, and that's and the, that's what teams are scared of, and and that's why he ended up in the problem he was. I understand he's he was not happy, but unfortunately, in a negotiation, the team is going to do what's best for them, and they use the injuries against them. Now and he was like older I, too. He was older also. Exactly. So There's it's a, a lot of things. Situation, but. Right. So that's why the negotiation with Adams is going to be a different animal because Adams is a younger dude and he hasn't been injured at all. You know, but that what what we're talking about, though, that's just going to bring up his (laughs) price tag even higher. It's true. It's true. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is you the first probably the first two or three years of that contract is probably going to be massive. Right. But but the back half of the contract is could be asked 
they could basically like kind of constrict the contract into a three-year deal, make it longer, you know, they could say the number at six years, but they could kind of constrict the deal into a three-year deal window where he's going to make massive amounts of money, but right. then everything he makes after the first three years is going to be tied in incentives, tied in, in, in all kinds of other crap where they're going to start getting their money back. You understand me? And especially when you're talking about, okay, let's say, you know, man, God bless us and we're we're going to a, a freaking AFC championship or a Super Bowl. Come on. You know, so it's worth it in the end. It, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, right. I don't think I, we should be scared as Jets fans to pay this kid. I don't no, think no, it's going to constrict, it's going to cause any issues because there's ways around this. Yeah, the only thing it's going to do is it's going to affect maybe signing May as well. Right, because are they going to really invest that much money into the safety position? Are they really going right. to invest? You know, close. So to how much money? How much money would you th you think he's worth? May is worth. I, I don't know, May. I'm to be honest. I don't. I I, I don't know. I can't what, give you. What, yeah, we got to figure out what the average con contract for a safety. Five right six now. million a season. Seven million. Yeah, probably about seven. Probably seven eight mil. A, a All right, season. So you guys. If I if I think a Malik Hooker is a safety. That's the um, the safety from um, Indianapolis Colts uh, that they didn't pick up his fifth year contract. He was it was in his fifth year contract. I think he was gonna make eight mil. So yeah, so he would become the senior. So if so, becoming the senior would turn into your base salary being about eight mil. So let's say May May's contract would end up being would end up being like eight, nine, ten mil, right? And May base. more of a pre safety, right? Yes. He okay. doesn't play in the box. Well, they, they some. Do you see? This is why I said that is multiple because he he actually could be a box safety because he did a lot of that in college. But the way the way um Williams plays him, and most of the time he plays him way in the back. But I've seen times when he's in the box. So, you so know. let's. Hey, I'll I'll give you some numbers, okay, real fast, and then we'll move on. But he's not. Or he's not top. So I'm not going to give you top. What about Jimmy Ward? Would you say he's better or? Yes. Better. Better. Okay. Yes. So Jimmy Ward gets about nine and a half a year. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love Ward. Ward is one of the best safeties in the league. Yes. So you think oh you think Jimmy Ward's better or do you think May's better? Man, it's split in his in my right, mind. Right. But but to me, to me, Ward has proven more in my mind, in my opinion, than him. It look to me when when you watch them play, it looks like Ward has been a better player. Okay. So let's yes. say a little bit lower. Right. Malcolm Jenkins is getting eight million now. Bobby McCain is getting six point seven. So I let's say about seven million a year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he's, that's where he's gonna be. He's gonna be. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna be around that there. So you gotta think: eight. Are they gonna invest seven million on him and say whatever on Adams? Say close to twenty million a season on him. That's a right. lot to invest in in, in. in yeah safeties. You know when usually the corners make the money and usually. The, the edge rushers that's going to get the, the pressure on the quarterback, the, the money. Those are the guys that are the big money guys, usually not the so, safety, especially two. Okay. So, so, so this is, this is my question though. That's Just dilemma. before we go, before we go, this is the question. My question though, on this team, the players that are going to be in the next three years, you think that are going to kind of catapult themselves to that upper echelon kind of player. How many players do we have on that team? That's going to, commanding that kind of money well the ones that we have on i would say uh, not many on the defensive side 
But if you not do, many, none. Right. How would you think? If, okay. if other than other than Adams on defense, who do we have that's going to be an a, an upper echelon player? Right. Yeah, absolutely, and I agree. But then you know what? Then you're saying okay. Then maybe you're also going to take money from another position that you. Okay. So. Right. So okay. So now. So now. So now we talk. Let's talk on offense then. Other than Donald, who's the player on the team that's gonna be? You probably have to pay a bunch of money to, in the next three, four years. Okay, but that's that's the thing. Maybe the guy that you're gonna be giving money to, is not on the team yet. Maybe it's gonna be a free agent that we're gonna buy. Next. Well, you don't. Well, if but this is this is why this is why what Joe Douglas is doing works. Because right. if he's going to build through the draft and he's not going to be buying free agents and he's just going to fill in those positions with younger, talented players, and he could, he could pay three guys. He could pay Donald. He could pay Adams and pay somebody else a bunch of money. If you watch all these teams, there's probably three or four guys that make way more money than everybody else. And everybody right. else is just okay players. The teams that get into trouble is the teams that have, like, tried to have eight or nine guys that are ridiculously talented guys that are free agents, free, you know, free agents that they got, like AKA or uh, the Rams. You know, look at what the Rams tried to do. You have, you have, Don, you have Donald, you have, um, <laughs> um, what's his name? You've you got a corner that, that's worth so much money. Then you have, uh, you know, Goff that's getting so much money. Then you have, you know, what's the name of the wide receiver that's getting so much money? So you all of a sudden, you have four or five guys that you're paying ridiculous sums, and then you get yourself an issue. But if you're only paying three guys, you're fine because then you could kind of take the money, especially when we've been talking about with the way the cap's going to balloon next year. You know, it gives you a lot of space. And then the time, and then the time matters. If it's only going to be for three years, by the right, time the contract ends, by the right, by the time the contract ends, right, then you could kind of flip over. You'd be like, "Yo, I'm gonna get my new safety," and then you know, kind of start moving away from Adams. That's what it is. That's what right. that's what these teams have been doing. <laughs> right? No, that, that's what I'm saying. It'd be interesting what how if he could fit all you know, all this in. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Definitely interesting conversation. Mm. Uh, before before I move on to the next topic, uh, just two things. Uh, one, one with Marcus May. Uh, Marcus May, he's he's you know he's a good player. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but this wish he could stay healthy. Maybe that's why. Um, I don't see him being with the Jets after this season. Uh, I know Jets. I know some Jets fans been saying, "Oh, why don't you trade May in the second round for uh, Juju?" <laughs> which is which is which is irrelevant oh to me because God. Juju Juju uh, actually uh, his his uh, fifth year has actually been denied as well. So um, so but we'll get into that topic in a minute. But um, I, I don't see Marcus May being on this team if he can't stay healthy uh, after this season. And if he does resign, it's not going to be much because Joe Douglas had like we actually have a GM that's actually on the numbers and whatever you're going to get, that's what you're going to get. And we saw it this off season. And yep, you know, there you go. Like he's going to put his money. He's going to put his money on Donald, and he's going to put his money on Adams. But it depending on what Adams want, you know. And and if he and if it's something Joe Douglas not going to like, then he's going to let him know, and then it it, it's, it it could still get ugly, but we won't know that until you know maybe this season before the season start. 
So you know, we'll keep that. We'll we'll keep that um, on standby with Adams and, and Douglas. But that's just my that's just my take on that. Um, so let's move along to um, some NFL news. Uh, full uh, the, the schedule will be released this Thursday, 8 p.m. on NFL Network. Three hour special. I don't know why they're doing three hours to release the schedule, <laughs> but also uh, it's no. We ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah, so it's no no international games will be played this season. Um, uh, Sharman, how important is it that that there won't won't be no games played other than than, than the U.S.? Well, I think we understand why this is. Um, I think um, trying to contain this virus uh, is very important. And I I, I don't think the government would allow that anyway, uh, traveling in in and out of this country the way it wouldn't, you wouldn't, wouldn't need to within an NFL season. It wouldn't give you enough time to quarantine yourself, you know, for the 14 days that, uh, that you know, that the, 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 uh, the gestation period for the virus, I think that's what they call it. But, um, but um, I, I don't think it would work, basically. So, so that's why an international games are, is a no-no. Um, but they, there's so many things they could do. I'm, I think the example... Um, uh, the example that that has been uh, kind of uh, um, broadcasted by the NFL from the beginning is the fact that they're fine with having uh, games without fans. And I, I mean, it will be a weird situation to see an empty stadium and teams playing football. But it's the NFL, man, and we love football. And once the quality of the game on the field is high enough, we'll be watching. As simple as that. And money will be made. I know. They will suffer with no uh, concessions, stands, and stuff like that in the stadiums. But TV deals, man, that's where you, that's where the money at. So that's, uh, that, that's how it's gonna do. <laughs> hey, <you laughs> that's how what? it is. We've seen the um, we've seen the ratings that the <clears throat> that the draft got. You know, they broke records with that. So if you're willing to sit through that, you know, fans are just dying to see some live real football you know yep so when that comes i mean whether there's fans or not you know they're, they're still going to get their tv money at least so they're not going to hurt as much but yeah the fans getting the fans in that's going to hurt them financially obviously but i think just getting the games in this year and not skipping the year and all that i think is going to be great i think it's great it's great for the country as well not just for them yes um, i think it's awesome and i just hope they figure out a plan you know to keep everybody safe that's obviously the most important thing in any of these sports that are, that are going to try to restart or try to start is to keep everybody healthy, you know, and um, it'll definitely be interesting. I just hope that, or I just, are they going to have like, obviously New York, I don't think is going to have fans. At least it doesn't seem that way, but other States that are starting Mm. to open up a little sooner might be able to get fans. And to me, this is the only thing I was thinking of. I don't know if I'm crazy or not, but what if they start letting some fans in on some of the stadiums? Let's say Florida opens up easier and everything, and they start saying, okay, we could get 30% of the fans in for the games, you know, as long as they're spread out and all this kind of stuff. That's great, but doesn't that give that team a lot better advantage, home field advantage over, say, a New York team that's going to have absolutely no fans in yeah. That's that's that's, yeah, that's, that's a, a great that's a great that's a great question. Um, <laughs> so, I, I don't know how that because would I know the out. Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins talked about that actually, having oh, some fans. Yes, having yes. some fans come in and how the uh, 
They could basically pick up their orders probably and do it six feet away. So they so the Dolphins already is in is in plans of trying to get some fans in, wow. but not the, fill up the whole stadium. Um, I was seeing I was seeing out the article because it was reported on uh, ESPN. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. That's so a little unsafe. Yeah. You know, I, I I can't see it happening in New York even in December. You know. Uh, yeah. I just you know, unfortunately, I don't see it coming here. But um, I th- that'll be interesting. I wonder if they say you know you could have fans or you can't have fans. I mean, I mean, I will say one thing though. Um, listening to um, our um, governor Andrew Cuomo, that it seems like, in, in with his plan, and not only his plan, but because uh, if you guys are um, paying attention to the the tri-state areas, basically kind of working hand in hand with each other, New Jersey, uh, New York, Connecticut, and and I think because of that, I think basically there's going to be a slow kind of moving uh, uh, build up to back to normal right. and i think i think there's a possibility that by september uh, which i think i think they said what is it september 10th uh mm-hmm. would be the first game i think by september 10th there's a heavy possibility by then that they will um have games um like you said there's ways they they could like davin was talking about there's ways teams could figure out figure this out you know Probably a limited amount of of team, of play of, of 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 fans in the stands, you know something, you know. But they they basically right now I'm 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 I I would bet a lot of money that they they they're sitting down right now trying to figure this out a, a way to work around it. I wonder. I think, with, no, go right ahead, Chris. I was gonna say, I was gonna say with New York, I wonder if if it's still not a not great to open up that that much to have games and everything yet. I wonder if if and where the New York teams will play, you know, like where will uh, the Jets and Giants play if they're not allowed to play in MetLife, you know, they might not be able to play, like you're saying, the tri-state area. So that would include Buffalo too. So I wonder yes. if, if there's still restrictions on, you know, mass gatherings and everything else, I, forget about the fans. They might not even let them play in their own stadiums. They might have to go to, you know, to some other stadium and play in a neutral yeah. site or something. Well, well, I, I'm betting, like I said, I'm betting money that there's a lot of conversations being had, not only between the NFL and the state and whatever state is in, but also the governments involved um, yeah. having conversations yeah. about what, what's going to be next, you know, and, and yeah. um, they're going to probably, I think it's going to boil down to what they could do safely. That's why I said there's probably going to be a limited engagement kind of thing, depending on how, like I said, a lot of states are doing the step-by-step or opening uh, kind of movement, um, but I I I know it's not gonna be like it was last year for at first. But it might we might see a limited amount of fans. We might there there will be con- a contingency plan here. I there's too many like I said there's been too many conversations between the states and the NFL and the government. Mm. Yep. Yeah, and also if if like I'm gonna say this uh this this like this just came to my head if 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 possibly they they open the fans they open the stadiums up to like certain fans it might only be the season ticket holders because you because think about it you only have you have people that like I'm gonna say like half the most people buy they tickets as the games you know and then you have season ticket holders that actually get the whole season, get the whole season games, you know, regardless of anything. So 
we might only see tick, season ticket holders. And, you know, the ones oh, yeah. that buy single tickets, it's, it's going to be the ones that's going to be left out. I'm sure that the season ticket holders are going to be, you know, the first come, first, you know. The, yeah, the it, first that's, that's what I was thinking of, Chris, exactly. Yeah, right. I totally agree. I, that I agree with. Uh, they'll be the first ones to be notified about, you know, uh, tickets, and they'll probably go by seniority too, you know. Yes. Who gets first dibs at them and – you know, and hopefully we do see yeah. some kind of fans. I, that would be great. You know, that would be a good yeah. sign that, you know, that we've got the, the virus under somewhat control. Yep. But, um, you know, right. I just hope this isn't the new normal. Hopefully we're back, we, we get back to our normal, you know, way of life eventually. I don't know if it will happen, but <clears> I'm just, I just keep thinking of the new norm and I don't, I don't want this to be the new norm, you know? Oh, none yeah, of I, us do. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, let's move along to uh, Andy Dalton. Very interesting. Uh, Andy Dalton signed the one year deal with the Cowboys. Um, Three million guarantee. Uh, if he plays some games in the regular season or, or if he goes to playoffs, it could be up to $7 million. Um, Chris, what does this mean for, what does this mean for uh, the Cowboys and that Prescott uh, issue? Oh, I think it means a lot. I think you, you brought up a good point when we were texting a couple of days ago about it. Um, this definitely gives them a little bit of insurance in case Dak decides to uh, sit out, you know, if they don't get a contract done. I know he's got the, uh, it's the uh, franchise tag, but, you know, he wants a long-term deal. And, you know, we've been talking about this forever, obviously, but that they should have signed <laughs> this kid last year. But, they waited too long, so now they're in a problem with him because – and Dak, Dak's in the – he's in the driver's seat. You know what? And I'm sure his agent's telling him, listen, you're going to get paid regardless. You got the franchise tag this year. You're getting top five money as a quarterback, so you're set this year. And next year you're going to be – if you become a free agent, you know, if we don't work out a long-term deal, you're going to get your money next year. So he's in no rush. You know, he's, that's why he's, like, taking his time. But Dallas, on the other hand, is saying, hey, you know what? In case this guy sits out, or, you know, whatever, we, we need some kind of a, a contingency plan because we got a good team here. You know, we got a team that mm. can win this division easily and maybe, you know, who knows, go to the Super Bowl possibly. But um, I, I think it's a good move on the cap. We didn't see it. At least I'm sure nobody really seen this one coming. But No, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, I think it's a great move on Dallas. You know, they're, they're covering their butt and they're like, hey, you know what, Dak? Go ahead and sit out. We don't care. We got we got a – an average quarterback or better than average, maybe better than you, <laughs> uh, to step in. So. I don't know about that. Bro. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know either, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving Dak too much credit either. <laughs> I don't want either one, actually. <laughs> wow, man. I, I, think, I, I, think, I, think, I think Dak is way better than people give him credit, but, but that's neither here nor there. I think, I think at the end of the day, this is not such a big deal that everybody's making. I think this is just a backup quarterback signing. <laughs> That's it. I know they gave him $7 million. Nah, $7 million plus how much is $33 million? I don't know. I, I'm, my math sucks. All I know is I know 33 is more than seven. A hell of a lot more than seven. Well, he's not in there for a competition. So, so <laughs> I know he's not. But what I'm trying to say is like this is not even supposed to be a, a conversation, man. This, this, this they're going to get their starting quarterback. I know all this bluster has been going on between the two, you know, but this is just a negotiation. This is how it's going to be. This is how it's, you know, and, and it's also true for Adams too. You know what we were talking about earlier, you know, 
The team does not want to give you what they, you want. You have to basically force them to give it to you. That is why, for the most part, when they give you these contracts, they kind of write all these weird-ass stuff in it to make sure that, like, you know, if you mess up in any way, they get their money back quick, you know? So, so in, in my mind, this, this, this thing is what you do, you know? It, you do it because you have a team and you need a, you need a, a quarterback, you need a backup quarterback. You know, and, and in case something happens and backup quarterback, everybody acts like backup quarterback should be the worst guy in the team. No, you got to get the best guy you could get because look at what happened to us last year. <laughs> you know, look at what happened. No, man. I, look at how bad our backup quarterbacks were, you know, and, and, I it, and <laughs> because if right, because if you if especially with an offense like Dallas has, man, you better have a dude in there. I mean, come on. You know, so I'm not I'm not even gonna fall for the the you know the okie doke on that one. I'm not really, you know, I'm not really gonna take it. I I it is what it is. I think Dalton is a backup quarterback at this point of his career. I know the numbers does not say that because this dude played really well in the NFL. I know he hasn't won a lot of championships or whatever. If you watch his numbers, he is not a bad quarterback. He's a pretty good quarterback. You know, he's not great, but he's a pretty good quarterback. And in spurts, he looks like an, a great quarterback. He could – Dalton could shred you. He's, he did it to us multiple times, <laughs> you know. So, right. so for, you know, so if, so if let's say Dak, Dak has an injury and sometimes for the most part, you know, you play in some shitty team that, that you know, you know, that, that you're like, oh, Dak, sit down today, man. We're going to have Dalton. That's what you have him for, you know? So, I, to me, it's not a big deal, man. It, it, I know the negotiations going on, and, you know, that's why it became a big deal. But for the most part, I just think it's a signing of a backup quarterback. Uh, I want to say, I want to say this. All right. So, so what if Dak, what if Dak actually really complains? Oh, okay. He's, he's not doing the virtual work off season whatever and and he said you know what if you don't if you don't give me what i want i'm i'm going to miss out some preseason and season you know and and this is this is just this is this is how it's going to be so let's see what you can do without me dalton actually dalton would actually have a, a good opportunity to make a name for himself in this one year the might the might even get him get him another you know maybe two year deal i'm 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 not i'm not going I don't want to go crazy and say, "Well, this guy is going <laughs> to come in and be, be a god." But but this really puts him in the situation with with Cooper, Zeke, and you know, CD Lamb, and you know, with some with some actual players that that actually could could go to the playoffs at least. You know, so I'm I'm not going to knock it. I'm not I'm not going to knock it if it does happen. If it don't happen, then then fine. But I agree, Dalton signed as a backup quarterback, but. You know, with the Dak situation going on, you don't know what the hell is going to happen. That might be at his fucking pressure point. Where, excuse my language, he at his pressure <laughs> point where he just be like, where he's just like, you know what? Forget it. I I don't I don't care no more. <laughs> I, don't, was, I, I don't. That <laughs> is not gonna happen. Okay. This, this is not. A, I, this is. Oh, no, he's this not is, giving away thirty-one million. Not, of course, of course not. This is not. This is not a Dave Chappelle moment. He's not gonna. Oh, get, he's not is, gonna disappear and go to Africa and hide. It's not gonna happen. 
right. I ain't saying he's going to Africa. I'm just, I'm just saying that he's going to Africa because he ain't throwing away thirty-one million dollars. He better not, because if he do, then Lord Jesus help him. (laughs) This is, you know what? This is the Cowboys saying, Dak, you're signed to the franchise tag. We'll figure something out, but we're getting Andy Dalton, a veteran, to back you up. That's it. You want to take it any way you want, like you're saying, it's no big deal. Yeah, really no big deal. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, no big deal deal. with a little asterisk on it, saying just in case, (laughs) just in case, we got ourselves a guy who's proven. This, this is, this is, this is the crap. This is the thing, right? And 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 that's why players normally leave their agents to deal with stuff like this, because the agent, you're not negotiating with Dak. You have to understand that Dak has not probably had any conversation with either of the either the owner or his son, the Cowboys. He, his his agent is probably the one having the conversation, and oh, yeah. the only news you keep hearing is of how it. Basically, makes it sound like he's greedy, you know. Hey, we gave him thirty-five mil. He didn't want that. Who you think is spend, sending all these messages? The Cowboys. The Cowboys are the ones doing it. They're right. the ones trying to muddy the water against the kid. I promise you, I promise you, that is all that's going on. And the only reason why they're doing it is because they want, in, they have in mind what they want to pay him, and the kid does not want that. He wants what he wants. And they won't give it to him. Simple as that. Right. Well, so, yeah, exactly. I don't think they <laughs> want to give him thirty-five million a year, or even thirty million a year. We don't know the numbers. Right. These people. These think... people. These people are lying through their teeth, man. Yeah. I I've seen way numbers, too many contracts. I don't think they're the... close in numbers. That's the sad part. Now, I'm not saying who's right or who's wrong, but I'm just saying the Cowboys' feelings are probably like. Look what we've done in the last four years or five years, wherever it's been with this guy. We should have been much better than where we were. We should have been playing at the very least in the NFC championship game a couple of times during this time. And Dak is saying, and Dak is saying, ain't my fault that you didn't want to fire the coach that you knew his message had died in the locker room. Man, my fault. That well, has nothing to do with me. Uh, that's a whole other <laughs> issue, but you know what? We it's know a, it. Hey. We see it. The quarterback gets way too much credit when they win, but and they also way get too much, way too much blame yep. when they lose. So that's why right. I ask Fist Magic. <laughs> Come on now. Hey, when they win, who gets the credit? It's always the quarterback. Yeah. It's yep. always no matter what. This guy played great. Uh, he was great, but they don't talk about everything else. So you still know a team game. Last time I checked. Yeah, I, I'm with you, but you know that's the reason why these guys get 35, 40 million a year. Right. Agree. Yep. Good one. Agree. Uh, before we get into our last topic of the podcast, uh, just a quick take. Uh, what's the percentage number for Michelle Lynch uh, signing signing back with the Seahawks? I think it's pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. I, and they can bring him in as like a short yardage guy. You know, I think he's still great as like a goal line uh, running back. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's not. I don't think you're giving him 15, 20 carries a game. If you could give him five to ten at the most. And just keep them for those short yardage things, I and agree. maybe you know, down the uh, at the end of a game, just to kind of run out the clock. That time of back, that type of back, grind it out. Yeah, yep, perfect for that. And I since agree. they're since they're a major running team, man, that just plays right into their hand. It's not a big deal. Yeah, agree. 
All right, so last topic. Um, the players that's not getting their fifth-year options, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of players, but we're just going to mention, like, four important players. Um, Malik, Hooker, um, Malik Hooker out of uh, the Colts, uh, Leonard Fournette, Jaguars, Mr. Bisky, Bears, Juju Smith, Steelers. Um, which which players do you see uh, gonna gonna sign with a different team? Do you see all of them, or do you see some of them, Sean? And why? Uh, I mean, I mean, this, this is the this is the issue at the end of the day, man. You know, uh, um, the play the team kind of have kind of gauge what they think you were supposed to be or what you're supposed to be for the team. And if you haven't kind of uh, um, gotten to that point or you haven't produced to that point, that's why the fifth year option is there. They basically could turn you down and get a better player in their mind or use you, you know, or let you go. You know, um, in the case of Malik Hooker, you know, there's several things against the, the guy. I think he, he was a 50th, a 50th overall pick in 2017 and he hasn't reached the heights they thought he he would have reached. You know, the, at the at, at the point when he was when he was drafted, people thought he was as be, as good as as Adams. You know, so so when you think about when you think about that level, he hasn't gotten to that level. You know, so um, I think he um, he hasn't even played a complete season. I don't think he's ever played a complete season. So he no, had he injury issues. Yeah. You know, so so when you when you put that all that together, you know. And they, they, if you're drafting a, sa- a safety in the first round, you're looking for a game changer, and he hasn't been that. I think that's the reason why they're, they're letting him go, and everybody knows Mitch Trubisky. If you look at Mitch Trubisky's numbers, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like 8,000, a little, um, 8,000, you know, 8,554 8, yards, 48 touchdowns, 29 interceptions. You know, a little over 60% uh, completion percentage. That is not horrible, you know. But if I'm going to trade my picks for you in the first round, I want a game-changing quarterback. And he hasn't been that. He has been, you know, below average at best, you know. And sometimes he's, he's looked downright crap, you know. So when you, when you take that into consideration, that's one of the reasons, that's the reasons why he would not, you know, he would not, um, he would not be, um, he, they won't pick up his option. And Juju, I, I mean, not last year, but year before, man, if you told me that that was the possibility, I would tell you no. But if you watch his performance last year, and again, this, this, he didn't have the quarterback. So I don't know how, you can't really blame him for that. It got to be other reasons why. And teams have reasons why they don't, do, you know, they don't, they, they let players go and they, they don't pick up their options. Um, the, I don't think the kid is a bad wide receiver, but again, you know, they're probably playing on the fact that they've always drafted wide receiver well. You know, they could probably go into the pot and pull out an, another rabbit out of their hat. You know, you know and, what and, you do? You could also bring up and let him go fast. Um, there was no Antonio Brown playing alongside of him, so he was the main guy there. Yeah. So maybe that had something to do with it too. It's kind of exposed them. Right. Probably they saw him for, for the, he was not what he was, you know. But the quarterback and, situation and, is big too. I mean, that's a that's huge because they had horrible quarterback play this year. Yeah. Right. Do, yeah. do you see a possible Juju Smith uh, reuniting with Donald? I, I, I don't see that. Oh. I doubt that. <laughs> I, I I doubt that. And 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 I will and I'll tell you and I'll tell you the one thing. 
Like it's very all these these things are always very intriguing. You know, you get somebody becomes a free agent, and that's pretty good. And then you're like, oh yeah, the yeah, the Jets can get him. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, but the this is G, different though. The G the GM has a plan. The front office has a specific plan on how they do business and what they do. All of a sudden, Juju Smith Schuster comes out of the. You know, he he he's not being signed by his team. It's not going to derail what Joe Douglas ha- has planned for the Jets. You know, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I don't think a high probability at all. You know, th- that's just my opinion. No, I, I see it as a possibility only because no, I, and I know what you're saying. Trust me. And I there's fans that whenever someone becomes available, it's like, oh, we should pick him up. We should pick him up. And I totally agree. It's it's crazy, but this is yeah. one position that we are lacking humongously at. Yeah, we've got like 13 guys on the roster now at wide receiver, but mm-hmm. I mean, how many locks are on that? I mean, how many locks do you see right now starting for us, right? Three. I mean, three. Yeah, three. So the rest are all question marks, and even one of the three that we're talking about is not exactly a lock. Like, to me, Perryman is not a lock because he had four or five good games down the stretch true you know what i mean mm. he has mm-hmm. not been good up until that up until that stretch he has not been that good so this is one position where yeah we definitely need a an actual threat at wide receiver crowd is great in the slot but i wouldn't call him a threat like juju would would be considered you know obviously two right. different receivers mm-hmm. so right. i can definitely and, see and, it in that respect right. You know, like I said, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it's impossible because he definitely would fit as a Y, as a, as a Z, uh, Z yeah. receiver. But I'm just, you know, I'm saying that, you know, just because he's on the market, I don't think that would be something that would just, you know, would materialize just because. I, I no, think, no. I, you know, we'll, we'll know more. I think I'm, I'm, I'm in my, in my, this is, this is my thing, and I, for the Jets, I have all in. I've always felt like I want homegrown talent. You know, I want the GM to pick somebody in the draft. He comes into he comes into the um, he comes into the off season. He he grows and he becomes a Jet and he stays as a Jet for five, six, seven years. You know, and and that's what that's, that's what I always dream. feel like. Sure. You know, that's, that's, yeah, <laughs> that is the dream. I, I agree. And, and that, you know, I, that's why I'm watching. That? I'm watching this. Yeah, it's it's a low. Yeah. Listen, we all know the draft is a crapshoot, but I'm just saying because it not only it's not only gonna be the dream for that to happen for us to celebrate our own guys, but it also solidifies your GM as a great GM. That is why yeah. I like these stories. That's why I would like nothing more than the 13 guys on on of the 13 guys, four guys separate themselves from everybody else. Because if that happens, that kind of solidifies. You you could say whatever, grade Joe Douglas for whatever you gave him for the draft. If all of a sudden, out of the players that he drafted, right, mm-hmm. he had he ended up Mims ends up being like top ten in the league as a wide receiver, right? Um, um, uh, um, Zuniga becomes one of the like top fifteen twenty pass rushers in the league. Uh, um, P Ryan become becomes because becomes like an excellent backup. Then all of a sudden, and 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 Mikai Beckton becomes the monster we all think he she's gonna be. All of a sudden, you're like, "Hey, man, 
we have one of the best GMs in the league. Yeah, and no, that matters. And that's right. obviously what we're hoping for. But I'm saying there's no locks on our wide receiver, in our wide oh, receiver, other than Crowder. I, I'm, Nobody I'm, not, I'm, I'm not disagreeing and with you. And that's why I'm saying that there is a chance of signing this guy because he will be a free agent. And I'm not saying it just because he's a free agent. I'm saying it's because, number one, he's a free agent because it's a, at, at a position that we are desperate need. I'm not going to say – we but he's not a free agent this year. He's a free agent next year. That, right. That's what I'm saying. Next year. Right. So what I'm saying also is we'll know a lot if we're going to go after him or one of the other free agents next year if nobody steps it up this year at wide receiver. Oh, man. I, saying, I would be. You're I saying would, we need it, four guys. Right? I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that, we, that, that to me, that would be a mock against our GM. Because if he could, if he can't get at least, let's say, Mims, Crowder, he, if he can't get at least one or two other guys to step up, because then we are, because there's people already killing him for not taking another wide receiver in the draft now. Right. Those, those murmurs are going to be louder. In a, so in the, a deep so, draft. So <laughs> I pray, right, I'm praying that that's not something that we have to do. That, because if we have to, that would mean that not only did he make the decision in a, in a, like you said, in a deep wide receiver draft to not draft more than one wide receiver, but it beat him in the butt and he had to go pay a, a veteran that was pretty good a bunch of money when he didn't have to if he had drafted two wide receivers. And that's right. the problem. For me, I would prefer I – think, I think that's what I should have said off the top. I would prefer that it didn't happen. Right. I do too. I'm, I'm with you. I'd rather – you know, listen, I hope Perryman breaks out. I hope Mims breaks out. I, that would be perfect. But yes, we're talking about Perryman, okay, real quick. This is going to be his fourth team in the league. Yep. And he's only been in the league since 2015. Hmm. And his career high in receptions is 36. Not good. So, and that was last year in those, you know, in the final, whatever it was, the five, six games that he really got high. Now, I'm hoping he finally figured something out, but you know, mm. you you read the guy. You know, he had problems with catching the ball. His hands aren't great. Yeah, we see highlights of him playing, making great plays, but you know, that's why I'm not over. I'm I'm happy that he signed guys. Yes, because there wasn't really much out there anyway as free agents. So, but to bring these guys in, hey, hopefully two of these guys. If two of them stick, I'll be happy. You know, plus we have Smith from last year who looked good, but you know, is he is he an all pro, you know, like like Schuster might be? No. But we'll see. That's the only reason why I'm I'm keeping the book open for him. I'm not saying Fournette would be a possibility for us. That's crazy. You know, we don't we got <laughs> yeah, Bell making way too much money. So we're not gonna bring in yeah. another guy making too much money. So but I could definitely see Juju and the connection obviously with Donald that they had the I think one year they played together, right? Yeah, I think yeah, one year. I think it was just one. I mean, I mean, he's still options other than uh, other than Juju Smith and the free agent uh, coming up next next year. Uh, T. Y. Hilton, uh, Keenan Allen. Right. Uh, it's still it's it's actually some good options. So Perry men don't work. Hopefully, one of those guys can get picked up. You know, even if it's not Juju, maybe one of the other receivers can get picked up. You know, because we need the talent. We need the talent in that area. 
We yep. need we definitely need some talent. So oh, absolutely. It's, it's not it's no love lost. Uh I, I, I hope I hope, you know, I I've seen some people post ten and six, nine and seven record <laughs> in the tough yeah. schedule and, 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 and hope and hopefully, you know, and let's 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 take this let's take this one year at a time. Like <laughs> one one day year. at a time. People are sleeping on the the Broncos a little bit. People are sleeping oh my on the God. Colts. Uh, They're sleeping on the Rams. I'm like, listen, you're playing these teams. The the West Coast trip, we got three West Coast trips. Chargers, Rams, and Seahawks, right? Is it Seattle? Uh, I know we got three. Yeah. I think it's Seattle. Yeah, How are we going to win those three games? I have said it over <laughs> and over and over again. These people that are projecting – these wins, these wins because the Jets went on this run last year. I'm missing <laughs> something very essential. We did not travel that much last year. Actually, we didn't travel anywhere close to what we're going to be traveling this year coming right. up, number one. Number two, the, I've been saying it over and over again. Yes, the defense played admirably. Yes, Greg Williams' defense was awesome. We did not face the onslaught of offense that we're going to be facing this year. It's going to be way harder. I'm telling you, that's why it's important that our offense stands up, you know, because if we don't back up the defense, it's going to be a problem. Listen, just think for a second, okay? You want to talk about that run we had at the end, right? Yep. And this is after we also lost to the Jaguars. And we lost yeah. the Dolphins back-to-back. Back. Uh, so here we go. The start of the good, the good run, real fast. We played the Giants with Daniel Jones making, what, his seventh start, I think, or eighth start. Yep. Okay, we beat them. Then we played the Redskins, okay? Yep. Rookie quarterback. Rookie then quarterback. we played the Raiders here. Yeah, and we choked the crap out of them. <laughs> right. They weren't ready. But that was Carr, big deal. Bengals, <laughs> we went to Cincinnati. This is our big road trip. We went to yeah. Cincinnati. Who was O-N, O-N something. Right. And we lost to them. <laughs> then we came home. We beat Miami. And then we went to Baltimore. Okay. We got crushed. Came home. We beat Pittsburgh. And then we beat Buffalo. What big-time quarterback were we playing in those games? Other than, other than the Ravens. Yeah. Other than the MVP, nobody. <laughs> That's my. That's what I'm trying to say. And Dalton came off the bench. Remember, he was he was benched yeah. for like three or four games or something. Or yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, I listen. Yeah, it was great that we did. We did. Thank God we won. I guess the seven wins, or else Gates would have been definitely fired. Yeah, we definitely would have been an issue this offseason. But you know what? Uh, and this schedule's super tough. We didn't see the schedule. We seen the opponents, and the opponents no, are yeah. no easy games this year. Not one. Hmm. Winnable games, yes, but easy like we had last year? No, none. Zero. It's not going to be that way. No. The, the circumstances are going to be different. Yep. yep. Exactly. Well, that's it for our podcast. Uh, please make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. And as always, we love doing this for y'all. And we do this as a, as a hobby. <laughs> but until next week, we're out of here. We're taking flight. Take flight. Take flight.